Hello and welcome to GPTV on Tuesday, the 15th of September. My name's Philip Kingston. It is indeed, and I'm Gary Peer. How are you going today on this fine spring Tuesday, Phil? Well, Gary, uh, I'm sick and tired of complaining about this lockdown. Uh, I'm going to ignore it from now on. I'm feeling fabulous. Uh, beautiful weather outside. I thought I'd uh, put a jacket on, Gary, and just kind of set a standard moving forward. Very good. Nice to see that, Phil. And uh, what about your hair? I mean, you get a haircut every two weeks. I'm very comfortable with the whole bushy thing going on, uh, but you're very trimmed and groomed. Uh, how long's it been for you? And are we going to see a long hair? Any chance of a ponytail, Phil? Well, Gary, I'm heading towards that, I think. Um, keep in mind that I have uh, a haircut every second Thursday at 10am, standing appointments. I have my hair cut. The uh, hairdresser just makes sure that I'm in there for two weeks. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this is killing me. Uh, the hair's on the back of my neck. I've got to get the trimmer out, maybe get Irene or one of the boys to give me a bit of a trim. Uh, but feeling, uh, starting to feel it, Gary, starting to feel it. And what's changed for you in lockdown? Is there any new love you've discovered or any new particular thing that's sort of happened to you in lockdown that's opened your eyes particularly, Phil? Well, Gary, for, for some reason, I've got a knee complaint, uh, sounding like an old and decrepit man, but I have not been able to get out and do what I love doing, which is walking around the suburb that I live in and the suburbs even that I don't live in, of course, within the five kilometre zone. But uh, having some knee rehab at the moment, which has stopped me from doing anything, so I'm pretty much housebound. Uh, but, you know, things could be worse. We do live in, uh, in a beautiful city as much as it is locked down and ring-fenced. Um, and you? That didn't really answer the question, did it? Not, not really. I didn't really want to hear about your health ailments, Phil, in your old age. Uh, although I wonder how you can do auctions with a bad knee. I mean, what happens then? Do you do them sitting down or, or do you get some sort of a brace to get you through? I'm not quite sure how it's going to work. Well, it's a good question, but I have worked this out. So what I've organised is that I've found myself a driver. So I, I figured I'm going to have a driver that's going to drive me to the auctions uh, stop the car right out the front. They're going to let me out. They're going to set up the speakers for me. So uh, doing my best to boost employment. So there's the first thing, Gary, uh, a driver. The second thing is uh, I've spoken to a doctor, a sports doctor, uh, and the sports doctor is also going to accompany me on the weekends. And uh, in between auctions, there will be a jab to my knee. So uh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got it all planned uh, my hourly rate, though, for driving around with a sports doctor and a driver is going to be pretty high. So, uh, but that's the only solution. Are you saying our commission rates might have to alter to reflect some of those ongoing costs still now? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'd, I'd like to think that those vendors that have requested me to do the auctions will not mind when they get, they get their settlement statement and it's got advertising X, commission Y, and then, of course, medical treatment for auctioneer. Uh, yeah. But that, that's the solution, Gary. Uh, as I drive around, uh, I'll have a team of people. Might even get a physio out with me and a masseuse. I'm a bit worried about the sports doctor. I think you should check the credentials. I'm not sure about a sports doctor that could actually spend their time out on the weekend with you, uh, how qualified they are. So I think I might just want to check in with that. Uh, well, a bit of, bit of experimental drugs going to be injected into the knee. So if during the auction you see something growing out the top of my... <laughs> top of my head or a, or, or, or a third leg that shouldn't be there all of a sudden mysteriously appearing. Um, but, uh, you know, at, at this stage, uh, to the best of my knowledge, consumer affairs has not cottoned on to real estate agents taking hormone supplements and, and growth supplements. Yes, well, we always wanted our music at our auctions. Uh, we talked about that. So it looks like Bob Marley might be the choice for some of those late spring auctions into some of Philip with 
uh, if you're going to be on uh, any sort of substances that relate to your comfort. I feel we're getting way off track. No, we'll well, we are, Gary, but uh, speaking of getting way off track, why are we getting off track? The viewers probably, if you've tuned in and you're still with us for this, this, this uh, week's episode, you're probably thinking, gee, they're rambling and ranting about nothing. Well, we're staying as far away from the political divide as we can, Gary, given the, 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 the feedback that we had from an irate viewer last week. Well, Vicious. boy, oh boy, was that sizzling hot. We had a vicious review, Phil, from somebody uh, who was, in fact, a teacher uh, at a well-known school uh, and was very upset. And, and, and I guess you made the right comment because a teacher said, oh, no, you know, you can't be making light of life, really, because that's what it is. We're not making light of anything in particular that's uh, not, you know, that's serious or, or not being insensitive. But it was like, oh, no, you know. And, and uh, we both had the same instinctive response we're still getting in trouble with teachers all this time later. Uh, I think I still hold... Nothing's the, changed. I hold the record of suspensions, I think, at the school I went to. People said, I didn't know you were at my school. And I said, well, I wasn't there that often. I still say that today. Uh, so nothing's changed. We're still getting dressed down and in trouble with teachers all these years later, Phil. So, so nothing... So- so, viewers, just, just to put some just to put some clarity around this, uh, we sent out last week's GPTV as we do, but we'd attracted a few more viewers. We'd put a few more viewers as recipients of the GPTV. Anyway, lo and behold, we get this rather irate email on. I, I don't mind saying, Gary, uh, it was an email on the school's letterhead as well, oh, really? oh, uh, and uh, it was addressing down notice, addressing down from this teacher saying that. Uh, you know, how dare we make light of the, uh, of the coronavirus? How dare we, uh, we have a crack at, uh, at Premier Dan Andrews? Uh, this is serious and, and clearly this was a trivial show. And we, if we were to make light of this, then please unsubscribe me straight away. And, and as you rightly say, Gary, we both looked at this and thought, it has are we caught in some sort of time warp where we've gone back to the 1970s, 1980s, where constantly we were being dressed down by teachers? So, of course, we did unsubscribe the teacher. Uh, and, of course, uh, in, in the typical arrogant schoolboy fashion that we had, we went, oh, well, his loss. <laughs> and uh, the one good thing is that we don't get the cane or the strap anymore because, of course, the young generation, the young lucky generation, although they're certainly not lucky at the moment, uh, never got the strap or the cane did they feel, but, uh, you know, it was, uh, remember, you said if you licked your hands before you got it or your last, it didn't, it wasn't a sore, uh, but a lot of people wouldn't believe that was in our era. Just seemed like yesterday, Phil, but of course it wasn't. Uh, we're getting away from... Uh, oh, j- just on that, I want to close that, that, that whole teacher story off, though, by just saying this, Gary, when I tell the story to my kids about the fact that we were caned. Um, I, I remember being caned on a regular basis where we had a deputy, it was the deputy principal's role was to cane, not the principal. The principal was above caning children, but it was the deputy principal's job. And uh, we had a masochist at Cootamundra High School that used to love dishing out the cane. And you'd either get one, three, or if you were seriously bad, uh, you, got, you got six canes to the hand. Uh, and now my dear old um, uh, deputy head print, deputy principal, Mr. Monty. So if he's watching this show now, although something tells me he's probably... We're coming to get you back. 
probably well departed this planet. He was not a particularly good aim. And so he'd miss probably it, it, it would every third shot he would get you. So, so he, so he'd miss the first time and you'd be trying not to laugh. Then he'd miss the second time. You'd be in absolute, you'd be, you'd be just dying with laughter. And the third time he'd hit you, but yeah, that was, that was the good old days. And I, I miss those days, Gary, where we could cane people. Uh, back of the legs, ever cane on the back of the legs? No, that was no, no. It wasn't, that, was, that wasn't a Kutamundra thing. Oh, no, that was a Rip and Lee thing, Phil. Rip, Rip and Lee, we used to work around the body a little bit, but also never the principal because God forbid he'd pull his back out or something like that. But, yeah, the back of the legs was popular with Rip and Lee State School, Phil. Definitely got that. Uh, you know, and didn't take long for me usually. It was usually straight after we marched into God Save the Queen in the morning. Scrap uh, came pretty pretty quickly after that, actually, Phil. Uh, now, let's move on to some property matters, Philip, and uh, we've got a property, a couple of properties to feature. We've also had a few sales, Phil, at a time where there's very few going around, and well done to um, to, uh, to Glenn Bricker, who sold a property in, uh, in Cheltenham, Philip, in Park Road, Cheltenham, so well done to him uh, on that sale. Uh, not undisclosed, an apartment in Cheltenham, Philip, a quality two-bedroom apartment, uh, cost $520,000, so... Uh, uh, shout, shout out to Glenn Bricker for the good work there. I, I just want to bring to the attention of viewers because a lot of viewers uh, have been listening to Premier Andrews saying, well, we're in a virtual world for real estate and don't worry about it, he says to real estate agents. He says, don't worry, you know, you can have virtual auctions, you can have virtual inspections. And yes, we virtually can do both of those things. But uh, viewers, are just have you just left your chair, have you, Gary, in the middle of GPTV? Right, okay. Close the door, there's noises coming from outside. So I've never done that before on the set. There's a first time for everything, 406 episodes and first so, time. Well yeah. done for that. Getting back to the virtual world we live in, um, the great majority of people, and when I say the great majority of people, I'm reckoning it's about 98% of buyers will not buy a property that they haven't physically inspected. So in this virtual world, most of the sales that have been made right across Melbourne, right across Victoria, have been sold to people that have physically inspected the property prior to lockdown. Uh, we have sold a couple of properties to people that have not physically inspected it, uh, but they have been fairly typical properties where the buyer might have inspected, you know, 20 or 30 of those prior to lockdown. So I think it's, it's naive hope on, on the government's behalf that buyers will just start buying things that they haven't physically inspected. All of my discussions with agents right across Victoria has been that, you know, buyers will engage on properties, but they will not buy until they've physically inspected them. And, and all of the conversation around this, yes, we, we made a sale, Gary, almost $4.5 million dollars but it was a block of land. It was a property that they could inspect via Google Earth. They were going to pull the house down. They drove past the property a number of times, even during lockdown. So ultimately, I think it's kind of nonsensical to think that buyers are going to commit to the biggest purchase in their life uh, by just having an online inspection. Your thoughts, Gary? Well, we know it doesn't happen, Phil. And I think if the government is uh, suggesting that that is a reality, uh, that is completely delusional. And you only look at the auction results for this week and the private sales. I mean, it was a, a few sentences, Phil. There was no volume at all there. Uh, so there's no question that uh, that is a, a that would be a delusional view. And of course, the state government suffers, you know, greatly. And look, still, Phil, I'm not going to make this politics, but I don't see the danger in somebody coming to a property with gloves on, 
one person singly where the agent's got a mask and they're not touching anything uh, I, and there's social distancing. I don't see the danger to anybody. So, of course, uh, let's launch into this, Will, because we are, of course, as an industry, pushing to become an essential. I mean, what's more essential than shelter? There's people that have sold that can't go on your property. There's people that are, uh, are moving. They've made commitments for rental. They can't get their places leased out or sold. I mean, it is really a disaster and it's uh, ridiculous to be so inflexible not to open the door just ajar. It doesn't have to be the floodgates to just allow one-on-one safe, hygienic inspections. Philip, I've got to say that I'm pretty pissed off about it, to put it right out there, that this doesn't happen. That's my beef. This is ridiculous that we can't be doing. Well, we've made that comment before a number of times on the show, Gary, and quite frankly, I don't think that... uh, the government has any intention of listening to you as much as most of the members of parliament do tune into this show on a regular basis just to keep their finger on the pulse. Uh, it seems that uh, that that, that uh, our view of the world is going unheeded. Well, when you think, Philip, that the team of people that work with us don't listen to us nor to our family, uh, we've got little hope of the government doing it. Well, exactly. exactly. Fair enough. You couldn't so, really blame them, could you? Gary, I just want to bring to the attention of the viewers that uh, they're all sitting at home wondering, well, you know, if you can't show people properties, what are you doing? Uh, There is no question that our property management department is working at full pace. Uh, All of them are working as hard, if not harder, than they've ever worked. So a bit of a shout out to our property management team who really are always the unsung heroes and the backbones of real estate offices. Uh, You know, we divide the business really up into the sales side of the business and the property management side of the business. I want to make it very clear to all of the viewers of GPTV that property management is an enormously successful part of our business. It's something that we take very seriously. We think we do it better than most. Uh, And a shout out to our property management team who really under very trying circumstances are keeping the whole thing together. Uh, Phil, also just want to talk about some of the other stuff that we are doing to keep our people uh, illuminated and in perspective. And of course, uh, I don't think there's any reason to keep a secret the fact that uh, we've been doing some fantastic Zoom speakers uh, and none better than uh, the speaker that we had last week, which is a friend of the company's and a friend of mine, and uh, uh, which is Eddie Jaku from Sydney, who is a 100-year-old Holocaust survivor, Philip, and he uh, has just, I think his book is called uh, The Happiest Man Alive or something along those lines. You can look up his book, Eddie, J-A-K-U, and it's interesting because uh, just the other night, uh, I'm talking on the, you know, on a in a meeting here, a Zoom meeting. I hear uh, the television, and uh, I think Bronwyn Bishop. Someone just said, "What's your highlight for the week? Who's the winner of the week and the loser of the week?" And she said, "Well, the loser of the week is the people of Victoria, um, and the and the winner of the week is Eddie Jaku, the hundred-year-old Holocaust survivor." Um, people can go online, Philip, and see his TED talk, uh, which is online, freely available through YouTube. Eddie. J-A-K-U. And if you're wanting a dose of perspective right now, viewers, go and have a listen to this 100-year-old guy talk about his life and some of the uh, challenges he's faced and it will make you feel a lot different to how you might feel at the moment. You know, it was really interesting. I mean, we got total engagement from our entire team who really held on to his every word, as you would. Let's put it in perspective, Gary. The guy's 100 um, and he's, I reckon he's got more energy than, you know, a lot of 30-year-olds I know. Uh, or 40 or 50 year olds, he's 100 years of age and he's completely engaged 
Uh, and uh, I would recommend everybody watch his TED Talk because his TED Talk was really fabulous and really easy. Uh, I think it's a 15 or 20-minute TED Talk. Um, interesting about age, Gary, because at 100, he is completely, he's completely with it. Um, completely engaged. After that, I happened to be watching, I don't know what show I was watching, but Jane Fonda came on. Um, and now Jane Fonda, uh, with the greatest of respect to people that have a, a lot of work done on their face, good luck to you. Um, she's had a lot of work and certainly did not look like she was 82. She looked like she might have been in her 40s or 50s. She looked absolutely incredible. But looking past that, uh, I was just astounded by her level of engagement. And, and Jane Fonda, um, I don't know whether you know, is 82 years of age. No. Uh, and again, just total engagement, total, completely on, completely on the ball, completely engaged in life. And as we head towards our senior years, Gary, these people are amazing in, uh, levels of inspiration. Uh, Fonda at 82, you know, taking on climate change. Eddie Jacob at 100, who is completely engaged and, and preaching about, uh, you know, living a happy and forgiving life. Uh, just great people to look at and say, well, age can be just a number. Now, I'm a bit worried about you, Phil, because you're falling apart. Your knees are no good. And I noticed there's just a little spot on your lip. Is that a beauty spot that you've had put on there cosmetically to enhance uh, after being inspired by Jane Fonda, perhaps, Phil? Well, you know, Gary, um, I, I'm not even going to respond to that and I'm not going to take any offence at you pointing out the cold sore on my lip because, goodness knows, I'm constantly criticising your appearance uh, with good with good measure and, 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 and it's fair and reasonable that I do. So when, when you decide to point out a few of my blemishes, one can only just embrace uh, your your compliments. And I think it's fantastic to wash over you there, Phil. We were talking about real estate somewhere along the line. We talked about the property in Park Row. Uh, we've also sold, Jack Slater has sold a property in Newman Avenue, Carnegie. Uh, so we're under Jack prices undisclosed there, but it was a... Well, uh, I, I want to put that probably up on screen, Gary, for the viewers to see what uh, the, the changing face of Carnegie, because quite frankly, if this development was in South Yarra or Fitzroy or Paran or any of the real inner suburban trend suburbs... Uh, you, you wouldn't be surprised, but to see this sort of architecture and interior design in Carnegie really just does go to show what's going on in the, in, in the middle ring suburbs where, you know, good style, good interiors, good architecture is really everywhere now. So uh, great property and uh, there's a couple there left. So if you're in the market for a three bedroom, two bathroom, beautiful home, complete with double garage um, in, in the basement, that, that is incredible real estate. And well done to Jack Slater, who's sold two of them. Indeed, Phil. Uh, six at 340 Gangland Road, another apartment that's been sold. Uh, again, uh, property again that someone did see prior to lockdown. Uh, and uh, the vendor actually postponed the sale, but decided to bring it back. And of course, this buyer has purchased that. Philip, don't mind sharing the price there. Two bedroom, one bathroom, one car on uh, 340 Gannon Road. Any available images will be on screen now. Sold for $600,000. Couple of properties to review, Philip. Uh, one of those is in Bond Street. Uh, now, Phil, this is an, you know, this complex. This uh, is it. Um, now, it just alludes me to the name. I'm having a senior moment. So this is the this is the part, Gary. I'll I'll flick over and save you here. Uh, this yeah. is the part of the Caulfield Racecourse development. Yeah. Uh, this is the most incredible development which has been undertaken by um, by Beckton. Beckton. Thank you very much. 
Um, so hundreds of apartments that have been built there, Gary, but when I say hundreds of apartments, uh, in the most architecturally beautiful way, complete with huge garden areas uh, and, uh, and, and, a common, and, and um, common facilities, you know, swimming pools and, and uh, gymnasiums and, and theatre rooms, and all underpinned, of course, by the access to the amenities of the wonderful parkland that's now been opened up to the public in the, in the middle of the race course. Uh, you can also walk to the train station. And on top of that, Gary, there is about to be the commercial component to this build. And I'm, I'm told, although I can't definitely say this 100%, but I'm told that Coles will be moving their East, Col Corf their East Caulfield Coles supermarket to this development. So, you know, if you buy into here, you've got a train station on your doorstep. You've got two parks being the Racecourse Park and Caulfield Park. You've got tram lines uh, and you've got a train station. So you could not get a better location. Well, you've sold the location well, Phil, but this apartment's quite unique because it actually was the shape of a three-bedroom, the size of a three-bedroom, but the vendors, or I should say the buyers who are now the vendors, at the time had it specially designed to meet their needs, so it became an extra-large two-bedroom. It's a kind of penthouse-style apartment, so it actually looks, you know, you take the elevator up, of course, uh, lift, I should say, up, uh, and, of course, you've got this view, Philip, to the northwest, over rooftops and treetops, and it's such a, I mean, this massive balcony terrace. This is an extraordinary apartment, Philip, and I, I, I want to bring the attention of it to the public because uh, it really has been repriced. It's a beautiful apartment, uh, and it's in Bond Street, Crawford North. So call Mark Kirkham or myself. Uh, we'll arrange to get you through as soon as we're allowed to, uh, but this is an exceptional apartment. There's one other property to feature, Phil, 11A Augusta Street, Glen Huntley now. I think you're familiar with this property. What a beautiful property this well, is. Well, brand new, beautiful townhouse, Gary, built by some people that we've done many, many sales for over the journey. In fact, they've been building, I think, for almost 30 years. Uh, they just keep getting better and better. Uh, that's a beautiful three-bedroom, two-bathroom uh, home. Uh, courtyard gardens, street frontage, Augusta Street is one of the best streets of the area. Uh, you really can't get better real estate than this. No, no, no doubt about it. And love that spot there too. You can walk down the end of the street to Turquoise. And by the way, Turquoise have got, I believe, one of the best chicken Mediterranean salads uh, going around. Now, just on food, Phil, before we go, uh, it wouldn't be right for us not to plug a new uh, business that's opened up. And here we are. In the middle of coronavirus, well, hopefully towards the end of it, but we're right in the middle of it, Court. And uh, lo and behold, Phil, a new business opens on Hawthorne Road with people everywhere, socially distancing, of course. You've got Baker Blue just a few doors up, and I think that that was a genius move for Baker Blue to move to those premises. I wonder how they, I wonder how they found them. Of course, I know, Philip, that you put that together. But just moving on, Philip, a few doors down, we've got a, a business called The Pitter Man. And the pitter man uh, doesn't only, see, that's what's changed. My dog has now formed a relationship with me. And if I close the door, that dog's going to sit there, because the dog didn't even know who I was, and it was never home for the last 10 years of its life. Now it's uh, bonded with me. Anyway, moving on. The pitter man, Phil, the pitter man, Phil, is on Hawthorne Road. They sell pitter, falafel, salads, dips. Uh, it's vegetarian, but it is fantastic, Phil. Great food. Can recommend it. Going to put some images up if I've got them. The Pitter Man, good service, clean, yummy, reasonable. Get down to Hawthorne Road to check out 
or Peter Mann? Anybody would think, Gary, that you've got a share in the Peter Mann, but just for total clarity purposes, Gary has no interest in this business other than the fact that he does love uh, Mediterranean salads. He does love pita. He does love falafel. He loves uh, chicken with tahina and hummus. Yes. So, so cer certainly a, a, a wonderful new addition to the Caulfield North gastronomic foodie scene. And we're going to continue, Philip, on the show to plug local businesses because that's what we want to do. We've gone all the way from Attica, one of the world's best, to, to Pitta Man. Could be one of the world's best, not quite the same price bracket as Attica, but uh, good to plug some local businesses. Phil, uh, that's a bit of a big wrap on GPTV for this 15th of September. Do you think maybe we're going to get a chance to show people through properties before late October with five cases, hopefully no more than uh, that? Uh, I, I think my, if I was to put a, a bet on it, Gary, I think there'll be an opening prior to uh, the end of October. So uh, looking forward and certainly keeping my fingers crossed for that. Let's hope it happens, Phil. Uh, we'll continue to keep people uh, up to date with any progress. I reckon there might be some progress this week on that front, so uh, let's just stay tuned and we'll keep our viewers tuned next week on GPTV. Good to see you. Very, very elegantly dressed, Philip, with the jacket on, uh, with your glasses, with your hair. I actually like your hair growing, but I've got to say, I think it's better. I think it's well, a bit more relaxed, Philip Kingston. I like it. I think you're going to grow into it. Uh, I may well. Uh, of course, in a month, you're going to be a bit bushy, so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Uh, that's a big wrap on GPTV. I'm Gary Pierre. I'm Philip Kingston. Have a fabulous week and stay safe.